everyone and welcome to another episode of bladed apples a horror podcast dropping your trick-or-treat bag every week we're two weeks in guys all right and i didn't get covid again (laughs) you still have your voice i'm rocky i'm blaze and this week we are continuing on our journey almost through it almost through it our journey through little creature feature movies and Mini Monster Mania with 1986's Critters. Finally, after a couple weeks of <laughs> shitty films, finally get an okay one. Yeah. Better than Critters. No, Critters is good. I like Critters. Yeah, I like Critters. Yeah. Uh, man, of course, we're going to be going through the news. We'll be going through a video game, a folktale, other things. Blaze will be talking about pretzels. Yep. Yeah. Zaps pretzel sticks. Yeah, who knew that Zaps put out pretzel sticks? Zaps is probably the best potato chip on the market. It is. Brand. Other than maybe... I'm not a big potato chip guy. I was going to say, like... I, I, I always love Miss Vickers. Uh, or is it Miss Vicky's? Vickers? Vicky's. I like Cape Cod. Cod. Fucking Cape Cod's good, but fucking jalapeno chips. Miss Vickers. Yeah, jalapeno. I like the Cape Cod jalapeno ones. Uh, I haven't. I don't know if, if I've had the Cape Cod ones. They have, a, they have a spicy, sweet jalapeno one that's really good. And then, of course, you know Doritos, sweet Thai chili. Mm-hmm. That's the best. But other than that, I'm not a big potato chip guy. I, I you know, I mean, I think it's funny because uh, uh, people also love French fries. I'm not a big French fry guy either. So I don't know. I fucking but, love French fries. Anyways, welcome to the potato hour. <laughs> <laughs> just just in time for fucking St. Patty's Day, those fucking potato eating fucks. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not a big uh I'm not a big potato uh chip or french fry fan. I'm a fan of both. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate them stellarly. Yeah. I do love myself some Zaps chips though. But how's your week been? Slow. It's been a slow week at work. Yeah. yeah same by slow, I mean, it's, it's been busy as shit, but it feels like it'll never end. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's usually how it goes. We'll be working till we die, especially how yeah. everything's going. <laughs> yeah, not much has been going on here either. Um, I once saw Creed 3 the other night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that? It was good. I mean... It's Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. So oh, he kind of reflects, Yeah, so it kind of reflects Rocky Three because Stallone directed Rocky Three, um, and there's other similarities in the story to Rocky Three. But really, I mean, the thing is, Jonathan Majors is like the star of that film. Jonathan Majors is an actor that that I get more and more excited about the more I see him in. So, uh, but he plays a bad guy, quote unquote, bad guy in Cree Three. 
the challenger in Creed three. Um, it's good, but I think I think what I liked about it most is that it was under two hours. Uh, whenever, whenever I saw the runtime, I almost cried. I was like, "Thank you, Creed Three. Thank you for not being two and a half hours like every fucking movie that comes out now." Hey, we got a new movie. It's going to be two hours and twenty fucking minutes. Why? Just fucking edit it. Edit all the fat off. Like, goddamn. Right now. <laughs> Like Jesus fucking Christ! Like the new, I, I want to see the new John Wick. It's almost three fucking hours long. <laughs> How do you make a movie like that three hours long? Stuff more action into it, I guess. <laughs> you still haven't seen any of the John Wicks, have you? Uh uh-uh. uh They're good. The first and second one are really good. The uh, third one is uh, the third one. Uh, the last half of it, I started kind of feeling it, but. Oh okay. I thought yeah. you liked the third one for some reason. I do like the third one. I like it, but it just by the last quarter of it, I'm just like, okay, let's let's start wrapping this up. <laughs> and I feel like that. <laughs> right, maybe if, go home. <laughs> if if it's a three hour movie of action with this new one, I'll probably have the same feelings. I'm just like, okay, but the second hour, I'm like, all right, guys, let's let's just wrap this shit up. Like, I don't know. I you know back whenever I started viewing movies back in like 2017, like. I'm saying the same fucking thing. We're just like, Jesus, fuck. Like, does every movie had to be over fucking two hours? Like, <laughs> let's just fucking back in the like 70s and 80s, a two hours and 10 minute long film was considered like an epic. <laughs> like this, like this is a uh-huh. this is an event film. Not every movie is a fucking event film. It's like, goddamn, like just like hour and a half, <laughs> hour 40. Like, let's do something like that. Like, I, I don't want to sit through all this fat. <laughs> That's Crotchety Rock's uh, complain hour. <laughs> Thanks for No, I agree. I, I think movies just, they need to learn how to tighten it up. That's everything. That's even like horror movies. It's like fucking Midsommar. It's like, hey guys, here's an almost two and a half hour horror movie. Here's a director's cut that's almost three hours. It's like, why? Why? <laughs> why do we need another 30 minutes of this movie? Nothing gets Midsommar. I think it's a good film, but just like, really? Do, do we need, I think we got the message. <laughs> do we really need to I will. Here? I will always be on the side that Hereditary is a much better film. Than I like Midsommar. Hereditary more. Yeah, I like Hereditary more. I think Midsommar is very good, but I think Hereditary. No, it's good. I just. It it's it doesn't have the same quality of hereditary, I think. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree. Like with there's that. no nothing I would trim off of hereditary. It builds up the tension perfectly. Like midsummer, it's like I'm really tired of hearing all these people scream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of looking at Florence Pugh pouting. <laughs> Just like, ah, get very sad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like we get it, your fucking family died. I don't care. Like, <laughs> that was quite the shocking beginning, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I was hoping it would keep up with that kind of like, but no, no, not so much. Uh, no, I, I like Miss Somer a lot, but I just don't think it needs another thirty minutes. But what do I know? You know, everything, every movie now since you know back back in the day, whenever you used to have to shoot on film. It was cheaper the shorter your movie was because you're paying by rail, right? Right. So that's why Harvey Corman, Harvey Corman, Jesus Christ, throwing back to fucking munchies, Roger Corman. Harvey <laughs> Corman. Roger Corman had a rule of thumb that it had to be under 
86 minutes because I think that was the line up until you had to pay for more for more film. So all those movies hit 86 minutes and normally end because he's cheap. Um, so he would get – that's why you tell everybody that shoot movies for him. It's like you can hit this runtime, not a minute over because I don't want to pay for more. Um, <laughs> I mean that 86 minutes isn't a bad amount of time. Like, no, no. But now since when digital, I think, I think since film went digital, you can just shoot for fucking ever, you know, and you aren't paying – by time you know it's like you can just keep on shooting it's all going digital somebody can edit through all your fucking mess uh easier than having like cut film and take it back up and using like split in all that stuff right uh now you can just shoot like i shot like 30 hours and let's try to condense it down to three hours like no bitch let's try to do an hour and a half like goddamn <laughs> um just everything man uh but yes uh let's get into the news though uh, all right. What do we got? We have. Well, first of all, we'll start off with the sad news. Uh, yeah, uh, Lance Reddick passed away yesterday at the age of sixty. I didn't realize he was that young, but yeah, I thought he was younger than that. Yeah, I thought he was older than that. I think he was a little bit old, over sixty, but we talked about really good shape. Like, uh huh. He's in great shape. Oh, he's in great shape. Yeah, I like Lance Reddick, though, but he looks older in the face. Mm. You know, uh, he never uh, got to be Levar Burton. He never got to be Levar Burton. That's true. <laughs> um, Lance Reddick, my iconic slaver. No rainbow me. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know he he's probably. Known more recently for being in the John Wick films. Uh, I think what really launched his career was being in The Wire. He was in the main characters in The Wire. Yeah, and I still then, never watched it. It's a good show. I mean, yeah, it, here it is. It's a good show. But uh, and then, of course, we talked about not too long ago when we talked about the guest. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's one of those character actors in a whole lot of things. I was always happy to see him pop up. Um, usually in bit roles, he wasn't really like a movie star. He usually wasn't a leading man at all, but, uh, he would always pop up in these movies as secondary characters. Always good seeing him. He wasn't main in the wire. Yeah. In the wire. He was in movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. In, no. in the wire, he's one of the main, one of the main, like part of the core cast, but also the wire has like a lot of characters you're following. So, Yeah, so that's the loss. Sorry to see him go. I didn't even see. I didn't even look up the details of how he died. I don't know if they yeah, were. Yeah, we had two losses in two episodes, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we need to stop killing people. Yeah, really, we have a bad habit of this. <laughs> we need content. Murder somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Quick. Twelve people need something to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um, but yeah, Lance Reddick, rest in peace. Uh, so a piece of news that we, we can talk about. Um, last Sunday, the Academy Awards happened. Yes, they did. You watched it. I sure did for How once in my life. <laughs> uh, it's really fucking awfully boring to watch. Well, um, it's, it's a Hollywood a- circle jerk. What do you expect? It is a Hollywood circle jerk. 
led by one of the least funny comedians on earth, Jimmy Kimmel. I like Jimmy Kimmel. I like the Jimmy Kimmel show. Um, but you also, you know, whenever you have an event like that, you have to hit a balance of you can't be too offensive. You can't be too. He's no Billy Crystal. Yeah, well, Billy Crystal also uh, has some pretty offensive material, like outside of the Oscars. A lot, of, a lot of cultural appropriation. Um. So yeah, it was uh, it was boring. Um, <laughs> very boring. We all know what I waited for. You and waited I was for to, your one. And I, I honestly like I was like in that mode. I was like, ah, he's probably not gonna get it. Right. But and, and then he gets it and it's like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> like, we've all been cheering for you. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I was worried about well, okay, so the thing is that a lot of the winners it, the Academy Awards is always it, A, it's the worst award ceremony for films. Um it's the most popular. But normally they get it wrong. I think this year they got it right for the most part. Um, I was happy with most of the winners. But normally it's really just a big Hollywood circle jerk. And they mm. like things just to pat themselves on the back. Like, look how not racist we were this year. But really they always choose like either a safe decision, <laughs> something that doesn't offend too many people, or there's not enough representation, of course, which I'll get to in a second. Um but with this year, um, a lot of the winners were stories. They love stories of people like having a comeback. So, you know, uh, uh, Ki Hai Kwan winning after, you know, Hollywood shunned him <laughs> for fucking <laughs> most of his career. I mean, he was working in Hollywood, but behind the cameras, either stunts or as a second unit director. But as an actor... They fucking didn't give a fuck what happened to him. And now they're like, look, we let him win the Academy Award. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, you're the reason why he wasn't acting this whole time. Same thing with Brennan Fraser. Yeah. Whenever he got fucking actually harassed by a high Hollywood executive that's connected to the Golden Globes. That's why he refused to do the Golden Globes. Um, nobody did anything. Nobody gave a fucking shit. And now we're not shut up about it. Letting Brennan Fraser win. Like who gives a fuck? You know, that it's just like, look, we did good. Like get the fuck out of here, man. Um, it's all such phony fucking bullshit. Uh, but I, I am happy that he won. I'm happy that he won over Austin Butler because one thing there's one of my big bugaboos about fucking, uh, the Academy. I hate whenever somebody wins a best acting Oscar or best supporting actor or actress oscar for portraying a real person yeah it's like yeah it's like you have you have all the material in the world yeah it's like wow you did a really good impersonation of somebody that everybody knows and like like robbie malik winning freddie mercury bohemian rhapsody fucking sucks that movie's awful yeah, <laughs> he's, he's fine in it but that movie's bad but they're like look he's just like freddie mercury it's like doesn't it mean more to you that somebody takes a script that has no core, like nothing to reference to, and they made a full fleshed out character on their own just based off of words and direction? Isn't that more special than just doing an impersonation of somebody? No, fuck you. Yeah. I'm happy Austin Butler did win. Also, I wasn't, I know everybody loves him in that Elvis movie, but I wasn't a big fan of Austin Butler in the Elvis movie. Sue me. Uh, uh, but yeah. Everything, everywhere, all the time. Uh, Best picture. Yeah. It, I mean, won seven awards. 
won the most awards in one night in like since Gravity. I think Gravity was the last one that won six or seven awards. Gravity uh, was a great movie. If they had if they had a best leader best leading actor and that person wanted, they would have been the fourth movie to win the big five. Um the only only three movies have done that. And that's um that is it happened one night. Uh one flew of the cuckoo's nest and Silence of the Lambs have been the only three movies that won the big five in one night. So it was close. If only had a best leading actor nomination. Um but yes, it's great that they all won. That's awesome. Uh Jamie Lee Curtis won Best Supporting Actress and shout out John yeah. Horror fans. <laughs> you know, uh since that made her career. But people are upset. Yeah, it was kind of cool that she did that. No, it was awesome. Yeah. But here's the thing. That's that there, there is no you know, there there's no pleasing everybody. People are upset because there wasn't enough representation in the Academy Awards, which that's always a problem. Um, there's a lot of Asian representation, but a bunch of critics thought there wasn't enough black representation, which is completely understandable, or enough um, enough female uh, woman uh, representation because no women uh, directors or anything like that were recognized, which is normally a problem as as well. Um, so if you were upset that Angela Bassett didn't win the Best Supporting Actress uh, for for Wakanda Forever, listen. <laughs> I get, I get. I mean, that's, that's I get, not a good movie. <laughs> I get that we want to be like represent, like people are like, oh my gosh, she should have won. It's celebrating her career. It's like, well, Jamie Lee Curtis won, celebrating her career also. Also, fucking Angela Bassett kind of fucking sucked at Wonder Wakanda Forever. Honestly, that movie kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> Like people are gonna be upset because a comic book movie didn't win. They're upset that Angela Bassett didn't win, but they're saying like, "Oh, well, it's representation of why she didn't win." It's like, no, just because she wasn't very good in that movie. Like, I can't. I, I watched that movie. I can't remember one like really great part of her performance. She's not bad in it, but there's nothing Academy Award winning of her performance. It's just here's the thing. Whatever. I don't think Marvel movies should be allowed at the Academy Awards. They just shouldn't. They're never good enough to be there. Um, it depends. I think. I think like you know, Wakanda Forever winning costume and all that. I mean, that makes sense. Having like a, a, a um, having it in a category like that or special effects or something like that makes sense. Um, but being like best picture, best actor and actress, I think there's a little bit more of an argument to make. You know, um, I mean, not too many have been nominated for best picture joker did which i still think shouldn't have been nominated for best picture that year <laughs> uh but uh and black panther the first black panther was but i mean they, best picture normally excuse me comic book movies normally aren't um nominated for best picture which is fine but who am i i just don't think she was that great in the movie and i'm happy jamie lee curtis won <laughs> i didn't know that they were upset about that yeah a lot of critics a lot of podcast to listen to it's always a thing we're just like it's it's never gonna you know it's it's always a running problem but also won't be enough and sadly i don't know why anybody's surprised at this point with representation because it is hollywood <laughs> you know and which is a problem um but yeah i mean we we shouldn't expect too much from the academy awards they're just i mean it's a big hollywood circle jerk they're gonna do just enough to stay off the radar most of the time nobody beat anybody up on stage this year so i mean that's pretty good <laughs> hey that's a that's a bonus um but yeah it's weird he wasn't even there 
<laughs> he got banned for 10 years. I know. Yeah. I mean, that's joking. <laughs> crazy. Uh, but yeah, so let me see. What other news do we have? Did you have anything else to say about the Academy Awards? I love you, Brendan. You love Brennan. There you go. Yeah. So congratulations to the winners. Congratulations to everybody. I'm I'm, I'm generally happy with the um, with everything that got chosen. Um, the Academy normally doesn't get it right, but I felt like this year they got it mostly right. Okay. Let's see here. Let's go with a smaller news story. Smile 2 uh, is in development. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but, Blaze, you saw that movie. I did. I didn't see that movie. You had a, you had something to say about it originally, right? It's fine. There you go. Uh, Parker Finn, the director. That's, that's- <laughs> The, the movie. I, I I don't get how you're doing a sequel. Really don't understand it. But make that creature do something else. I don't know. Does that creature? Oh, don't know. Spoilers. I haven't seen it. Um, Smile to uh, Parker Finn. The news is that he uh, inked a first look deal for Paramount. Um, so basically, once the finished product is done and everything like that, he's going to offer it to Paramount first if they're interested to buy. Uh, above other studios, which to me is the biggest no fucking shit moment because Paramount put out the first one <laughs> and made that movie what it was, along with him, of course. But they're the ones that put that out and the movie was a fucking juggernaut. So yeah, on both ends, it's like one side of it, Parker Finn offering it to him, no duh. <laughs> Second of all, them passing on it, probably not likely. You know, that last one did really good, but I think we're going to just pass. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, hey, Disney sold Star Wars because they weren't doing too well on it. Paramount, do you want to do something with Star Wars? (laughs) (laughs) Does it really have the fan base we're looking for? (laughs) Um, Let's see what else we got. Guillermo del Toro says he's making a Frankenstein movie for Netflix. Uh, in talks to stars Mia Goth, Oscar Isaac, and Andrew Garfield as the monster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> babe, it's me. Uh. <laughs> Listen, I could care less about Andrew Garfield. Nothing against him; he's fine. But uh, I, I am excited that if Guillermo del Toro does a movie with Oscar Isaac and Mia Goth. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, but Guillermo del Toro also has a huge fucking boner for Frankenstein. Like he does. If you see his house or his, you know, one of his houses with like all of his stuff in it, (laughs) with all of his, he has the house that's just for all the things he collects called Bleak House. Um, There's Frankenstein shit all over the place. He went and bought all the uh, Bernie Wrightson original Frankenstein art that going on to the market he's always the first to buy it he's a massive frankenstein fan and i'm, I'm kind of surprised it's taken him so long to make a frankenstein movie uh but yeah it seems like he's finally doing it with netflix especially after at the Academy awards he won the Academy awards for uh, pinocchio which was with netflix so that's exciting i guess what did he win he won for best animated he did? Oh, okay. I didn't see that part. Yeah, he won the best animated for Pinocchio. Uh, for Pinocchio was good. Yeah, 
We, we liked we liked Pinocchio. So what do you think about Frankenstein? I'd be interested to see his take on it. Um, I would definitely be interested to see Mia Goth. Uh, I don't know if they're planning on doing like a Mary Shelley thing with her or they're doing like by the book or. I imagine it'll be more of the Mary Shelley Frankenstein, probably, um, probably based more on the book. No, just knowing Guillermo del Toro. So not like. Mary Shelley as a character in it or anything. I like hope that. not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that was such, a small, part, that was such a small part of Bride of Frankenstein. You know, that was just like the very beginning. It's always weird. As much as I love Bride of Frankenstein, I always find the beginning of Bride of Frankenstein to be one of the strangest fucking things with having the like Mary Shelley as an actual character played by Elsa Lanchester, who plays fucking the bride, of course, in the movie. Uh, like an opening with all of them at the house telling each other the stories <laughs> and then goes in Bride of Frankenstein after they recap the first movie. I always think that's such a strange beginning to Bride of Frankenstein. Other than that, it's a, it's a perfect movie except for that. Uh, but yeah, I always find that very weird. Anything to add? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else we got? What other news do you have, Blaze? Uh, the pre-reviews of the new Evil Dead. Yeah. What about it? Uh, they have been really, really good. Sure. And I want to argue this. <laughs> For this movie you haven't seen yet? <laughs> yes. I'm going to say... I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. I've seen the trailer. You're sticking to your guns. I'm, I'm going to go in there. And I'm going to... It's going to be one of those things. I'm putting money on it now. It's going to be one of those things where before it comes out and they're showing the pre-screenings and all these critics are like jacking off into their mouths about it. Like, oh, it's so fucking good. Oh my God, it's a revolutionary movie. Oh my god, my nipples are so hard. And then regular people are going to go out and see the movie and be like, all right, <laughs> it's okay. You're such a fucking hater. <laughs> Why, I, don't, like I, don't, I don't know what this war you're waging against this, against this movie is. <laughs> it's not going to be that good. I just throwing it out there. I don't know, man. Those those advanced reviews have been nothing but positive. Oh, mommy's worth the maggots. That's the only problem you have with that one line of the trailer. No, it's going to be dumb. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's going to go down to like a 50% at best. Even if you see the movie and you love it, would you even admit that you loved it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I would admit it. I would admit it. I feel like think I've about done it, it before. Like I, I've done that before where there's movies I'm like, I don't think I'll really like it. And then I love it. I think. But this. I think it's going to be good. There's, there's something tricky going on here, man. <laughs> you're, you're, no, you're fucking missing it. You're fucking missing it. Your eyes are closed to the world, man. Like, I'm excited for it. 
I was. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it too, but I'm just saying it's not going to be as good as these reviewers are saying. You're, you're excited to bitch about it. Of course. <laughs> you're excited to be like, like, why the fuck does this random family in an apartment have a Necronomicon? <laughs> it'll be explained in the movie. I mean, the same way. Yeah, I'm sure. It'll be really stupid. Be- and I'm sure. As soon as regular audience gets to see it, that movie will shoot down in scores. We'll see. It comes out next month? Month after. It's coming out April or May. Oh, wait. God, why do I keep thinking two months? Yeah, it's April 24th or something? Mm. I could take my mom for her birthday. She would love it. There you go. No, she wouldn't. It comes out April 21st. It has 100% of Rotten Tomatoes right now. IGN gave it a 9 out of 10, and on IMDb right now, it's 8.9 out of 10. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> Not true. Oh, yeah. Also, I want to walk back what I said last week. I gave a bit of false information. Um, Scream 6 was not shot in New Zealand. It was shot in Montreal. That's my fault. Oh, okay. I was like, damn, that's New Zealand. Not New Zealand, Montreal. But still, it wasn't fucking New York. <laughs> No, it wasn't. Either way. And it wasn't that great of a movie either. either. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, I liked it more than you, but I also wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, no, I, I agree with the it's fine. Like, it's just nothing special. No. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Scream, they've been talking about, well, there have been a lot of interviews with Radio Silence, who made Scream 5 and Scream 6. It's going to be just like Evil Dead. It'll be fine. It'll be nothing else. It'll be fucking fine. You're not going to get a fucking cinematic masterpiece out of this. There's nothing clever about this movie. It's going to be fucking fine. And that's it. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) I swear to God, Blaze, if you end up really loving that movie. (laughs) Oh, it's really going to bite me in the ass. (laughs) Say it. If if it turns out the audience is... (laughs) And fucking reviewers all love this movie. <laughs> this is going to backfire. But we're uh, uh, Radio Silence have been doing a lot of interviews about the future of Scream and all that. Uh, there have been some talks out like, well, where can this franchise go now? And on one of the podcasts they were on, they brought up the idea of Scream in Space. And I want to say <laughs> that I'm all for it. That's probably what they should have done with this movie. Yeah. Fuck New York. They should have taken the yeah. fucking space. <laughs> I want more Jason X. What? Like, please. Jason X or Leprechaun in space or anything like that. Like, one thing I'll say is Leprechaun, the, the best is fr- Leprechaun in the hood. Is the best. The, the, one of my problems with <laughs> it's so bad. Um, should have watched it yesterday for St. Patty's. <laughs> I did. Did you? <laughs> Well, no, I watched the first Leprechaun. I didn't watch. I I watched a bunch of Kurt Russell movies yesterday for St. Patrick's Day because Kurt Russell's birthday is St. Patrick's Day. And I'd rather celebrate that. (laughs) I I, I didn't even go out and do anything for St. Patrick's Day. Like here in Savannah, St. Patrick's Day is massive. Uh, It's like a huge, huge thing here. And I kept on thinking, like, no, that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I should go downtown. But like, I don't really know anybody here. So I'm just like, I don't want to go down there alone. I'm like, I also don't feel like dealing with a whole bunch of fucking people waiting like 30 minutes for a beer. Like when I'm just by myself at every bar you go to, 
um, at that super spreader event that will be downtown <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm terrified of getting that shit again. That was fucking yeah, awful. Well, you can't get it for a few months now. <laughs> oh, you get well. your booster. Get your second booster. I already have. You got two boosters? Yeah. Oh, you've had four shots already? Yes. Oh, shit. I need to get my fourth shot still. I, I don't know. No, I have, I have all of them, man. I don't know what the what were what are the rules about? Like, are you just supposed to get one a year now or a booster once a year? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know what the, we should look that up. I don't up. know, like for if it changes with each age group, what you're supposed to do. But anyway, CDC, come on the show. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, I, I still think about four, but yeah, it's it's uh uh, I, I didn't want to go downtown for it, so I just stayed here and 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 jerked off to Kurt Russell movie. So <laughs> yeah, we uh we made we made our own pizzas. We got high and we watched Leprechaun. It was pretty good there night. Go. <laughs> for, probably, probably for the best. Uh, it was also raining here last night, so it's like everybody that's downtown got rained out anyways. But well, let's yeah, it's been storming like crazy here today. It's like, great, fucking, fucking now the roads are slick also. So drunk drivers with fucking really slick roads, like, awesome. That's going to be real safe. But, yeah. Um, scream. <laughs> Dream, yeah. <laughs> is uh uh yeah I, I think that was one of the things that was missing from the sixth film and i think at this point in the franchise is like for all intents and purposes and trust me i love the whole whodunit angle of scream but now we're almost on, we're about to go in the seventh film the sixth film should have been where you they'd done they should have done something like totally drastic something completely fucking different that's that's why without spoiling anything i was super excited at the beginning of scream six i'm like what the fuck is happening i was like holy shit is it going to completely like reverse everything like this is going to be insane and i was kind of excited until it just kind of turned to another scream movie what they should know with six and i hope they do with seven is like throw it into space (laughs) like let's do something completely awful fucking law because like Let's make fun of like how franchises, especially horror franchises, do this, where they just completely lose their fucking mind because they're so bankrupt for fucking ideas, right? So that has to be what the new scream is. Like <laughs> this franchise is on the seventh film, we have to do something that's so fucking crazy and make fun of that. Make fun of how franchises just run out of fucking ideas. You know. <sighs> Jason X is a great movie. I, love Jason X. <laughs> Just, I agree. I love Jason X. Jason too. X is great. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think this should have been this should have been your out of left field scream. Mm-hmm. Like you've had enough in the series to where it's like you can't keep doing this over and over and right. over. Yeah, I mean the, um, that that's why, like, like I said, that's why I was really excited by the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I know, and here's what get. Can I say what my idea was? You know, uh, what I okay. About. So we're gonna have spoilers. Fast forward a minute <laughs> in five, four, three, two, one. So what I at the beginning, what I thought it was setting up to do was that I thought what was happening is that. You know, people were following the previous couple from Scream 5 mm-hmm. and how they were in these chat room forums and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, trying to make the new movie. And I was like, 
wouldn't it have been a cool idea if like there is no like specific person like it's just the the rest of this group trying to finish what that they started and it's just like Ghostface everywhere from the internet and this form like it's just like anybody could be Ghostface and then it was like no that's not for a second it feels (laughs) like it's gonna be that way um because it does feel like there there is something this isn't a spoiler but there is something that happens during the movie um where our main character because of what happened in the previous film, it's not like the original Scream films where Sydney was automatically a hero after the events of Scream, right? Uh-huh. This one makes so much more sense for the uh, the social media age we live in now that this girl was a victim in the previous movie and immediately people are just shit-talking her. <laughs> immediately shit-talking her, which they should have followed more through with. They should have followed all the way through with – Talk, not, not only fan toxicity on the internet, but just social media and, and, and difference of opinion because of social media and different news outlets and things like that, where you go on Twitter, how people react to things where it's like, no, this is like morally the right thing we should do. It's like, no, fuck that because my political party or this news station doesn't agree with it. So I'm against it also. That should have been where Scream 6 went. They, and, and it's such a small part in Scream 6. It happens like near the beginning of the movie whenever our main characters are walking and the girl, the main girl gets recognized. And she's like, you're full of shit. And she gets attacked. She gets attacked by just a person on the street. This should have been like the whole movie should really focus on that. Um, and it's such a small part of the overall film. So yeah, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, uh, what they did say is that uh, other than the other scream, something that they announced, this got announced late last year, maybe around like October. But um, Radio Silence, they say the other movie they're developing right now, instead of Scream, is that they're doing a quote unquote remake. But they they've said more recently they've um, said it will be a, a requel or sequel uh, for Escape from New York. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Because they asked him like, well, with Kurt, yeah, Russell? if Kurt Russell would be involved, and they're like, oh yeah, I mean, we we had to put Snake in there somehow. Which I mean, for years, I've always been, I've always said that I would love John Carpenter to come back and do a third Escape movie. Escape from LA, of course, is a fucking mess, but I think it'd be cool for old Snake Plissken to come back. You know, Kurt Russell reunite with John Carpenter and do one more Escape movie. There was supposed to be a third escape movie, uh, but that turned to Ghost of Mars, which is awful. <laughs> awful. Um, so for years, it kind of kicked around doing another Snake Plissken film. It never happened. I was always hoping they would reunite to do it. But if Radio Silence wants to bring Snake Plissken back in some way and do another escape movie, I'm fine with it. I mean, two out of three films, not not counting what they did in vhs and southbound but right or not scream 2022 scream six i really love two of those movies so i agree yeah i would but um all right are we ready for the main topic yeah i think so all right so do you want to say what time it is (laughs) trailer time Yes, it is. 
all the planets in the galaxy. They chose ours. They hide in small places. This phone is dead. What? They light the dark. Jay, any luck? Just a minute. There's nothing cute about them. They've come a long way, and they're hungry. Critters, 1986. Guess what? Another movie where they said, oh, we wrote the script before Gremlins. Yeah, they like the season going around, don't they? <laughs> Every one of these movies have been, actually, our script was in development before Gremlins. Uh... It's like, really? But, uh, I, will, <laughs> I will say that in most of these movies' defense... Uh, defenses except for munchies all of them have been not a complete ripoff of grimace yeah, they have kind of something of different. except for munchies no munchies is <laughs> which a great ripoff <laughs> which is such a clear ripoff that uh it's kind of hard to see past i was talking to uh ryan uh graveface last weekend i saw him at the marketplace and talk about how we uh we just did an episode on Hobgoblins, and the episode before that was <laughs> Munchies. He was like, oh, Munchies is fucking awful. And he's like, and I love bad movies. Like, that movie is unwatchable. <laughs> it's really bad. We're the same way. We love bad movies. <laughs> that one is uh, hard to get through. But, yeah. Hey, bro. Last <laughs> creep. <laughs> Directed by Stephen Herrick. This is actually Stephen Herrick's directorial debut. I think it was a second unit director before this or uh, and a writer. Um, but this is directorial debut. After this, the movie he did right after this was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He did The Mighty Ducks. He did the 90s Three Musketeers, Mr. Holland's Opus. And he's still making movies now. He does a lot of direct-to-Netflix films. Um, nothing too crazy, but he's still working this Mr. day. Holland's so he's not like... This is an amazing movie. Yeah, it's a great film. Um, he does a lot of TV work. He's done some, uh, does a lot of uh, Netflix movies, like I said. He, so he's, he's pretty uh, accomplished. Excuse me. He's, he's, I, yeah, he's accomplished. He's active, though. Unlike, uh, unlike the director last week who did a bunch of Vice Academy films, who gives a fuck or whatever, this guy actually went on to make other movies that people actually liked. <laughs> And actually enjoy on on a, on well, a wider I'll, I'll be spectrum. honest. I think Critters is an enjoyable movie. Like I enjoyed watching. No, Critters is very good. No, Critters is good. Um, but he co-wrote it with Dominic Muir, uh, who also did the story. Dominic Muir did, and I think Dominic Muir already had the script kind of lying laying around, and he sold it off to Steve. And I think they worked together. And it's like, hey, why don't you make this movie? And just like, yeah, that'd be fucking dope. 
Sure. <laughs> We're both assistant editors on the show City on uh, City Limits. Um, was a shitty post-apocalyptic action film, um, starring a bunch of people that nobody really gave a fuck about. But for some reason, like James Will Jones or Robbie Benson were in it. <laughs> uh, so he offered him the screenplay while they were working together, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I'd love to do it." Um, and he wanted to do it because, quote unquote, he does a very smart homage to fifties B movies, and I have to agree with that because not only is that very clearly a uh, love letter, you know, the alien movies of the fifties, but also the westerns of the fifties, which I think Critters has a lot of connective tissues oh, tissue yeah. with western, which uh, we'll get into more a little bit later. Um, it was shot over a six week uh, shooting schedule. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, we got D Wallace, D Wallace, D Wallace after ET. <laughs> this is years after ET also. Still looking there great. Is an ET reference. There's an ET reference in the movie, that, but, that's uh, a funny yeah. reference too. Who fucking, who fucking doesn't love D Wallace? She's awesome. I mean, she was the eighties mom. Uh, but D Wallace, everything I haven't met her personally at any conventions or anything like that. From what I hear about D. Wallace is that she is super lovely. She's very, very nice. That's I hear nothing but good things about her. Um, but I mean, look at her career. Is that she's done some mainstream stuff, but she mainstream stuff, but she's done so much genre stuff over the years. Um, from the howling all the way to uh, Lords of Salem. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, she's she's always been active in genre filmmaking, but everybody says that D. Wallace is awesome to work with. Um, and then there are some other recognizable, uh, faces. Emmett Walsh is in this movie. I love me some Emmett Walsh. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Scott Grimes, who went on to have a pretty good career. He plays the main kid in here. And also a, re- <laughs> a familiar face Emmett Walsh is, is uh, alive, the- right? Yeah. Emmett Walsh is still alive. Good. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Dean Vanderveld, who plays April, the sister in this, we saw in Munchies. She's the girlfriend of my She's the girlfriend of mine. Oh, she's shit. The, she gave the munchies a strip tease. <laughs> well, kinda. <laughs> like I when... Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um she's also known for the fresh beat band. Also, who do we have in this movie but uh Billy Zane? <laughs> you gots to have the Billy Zane. You gotta have Billy. Not having Billy in your movie would be insane. You're welcome for that one. You're welcome. I don't like it. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll just jump into it. Okay. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you know, it. you recognize the dad from one of my favorites that you hate, right? What's that? Jason goes to hell. Oh, Billy Greenbush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess Billy Greenbush wasn't, uh, Jason goes to hell, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was the fucking sheriff. Yep. That's right. <laughs> he was also in The Hitcher, but... Um, he was another cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so Critters. Uh, I'll start this one off. You start the last one off. Okay. So uh, we get introduced... Well, we don't. We, we actually don't see the creatures for a long time, but um, movie starts. There's a... Uh, what well, seems to be an asteroid prison that's kind of floating around space. 
and there's some communications where it's like, oh my god, the Krites, they're they're up to something. Uh, they're actually kind of weird. We gotta get the and the warden of the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the warden of the the space prison is like, uh, those Krites are up to fucking something. I think they're trying to escape, which they immediately escape. <laughs> Just fucking immediately escape. Uh, so the warden is like, ah, shit. I need to get calling some bounty hunters to hunt these motherfuckers down. So he calls in two bounty hunters um, that are humanoid, but with putty faces. They have putty heads. Uh, yeah. And he's like, like green and he's glowing. Like, yeah. Like looks like putty or Play-Doh, something like that. Um, and he's like, Hey, uh, I need you guys to hunt down these crites. They're going to go and they're going to start fucking people up. Or fucking stuff up. You're too dangerous to be left unchecked. So the bounty hunter's like, all right, we're on it. They get on their ship. They start heading to Earth. Um, what we find out is that these bounty hunters are shapeshifters. Um, they can take the form of, I imagine, anything. I don't know if in any of the movies, though, we ever see them take the form of anything that's not human. No, <laughs> but I imagine... Don't. I imagine if they're intergalactic bounty hunters that they can take the form of other alien races also. I'm just going to take a guess on that. But they're watching TV. Um, they're watching TV. They're kind of just scanning like history and television signals from Earth trying to find a form to take before they get here. Um, one of the bounty hunters, Ugg, he takes the form of a rock star on Earth named Johnny Still. Um, and we get introduced to Johnny Still through a music video. Also, Terrence Mann, who plays Johnny Still, is the is only one of two actors that appear in all four of the Critters films. Uh, the other person we'll get into um, a little bit later on. But uh, he takes a form of Earth rock star Johnny Still, and we get introduced to him through a music video called Power of the Night. So, Blaze, we've been uh, through our tenor of doing this podcast we've talked about a lot of uh either soundtrack songs are made specifically for the movie or original songs made for the movie rather as well as songs that just featured on the movie from another band on the soundtrack but so closely tied with that particular film that might as well be for that movie right how do you rate (laughs) power of the night um pretty (laughs) terrence man which, which, which Terrence Mann performed. Um, I rate it pretty uh, low, my friend. What's that? I rate it low. You rate it low? You don't like it? <laughs> I don't think it's that special of a song. Uh, it will never be We Accept the Challenge from Rock and Roll Nightmare. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it will never have the rock and soundtrack of Black Roses with, uh, who was it, Lizzie Borden and who else? Cinderella? No. Was Cinderella on there? Which one was Cinderella on? Cinderella was on one of those rock horror movies we watched. It must have been... What was, was it? Trick or Treat? Yeah, it was probably Trick or Treat. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't probably. remember them being part of Black Roses. Yeah. Uh, I rate it. I say there's parts of it that I really like, and then it goes in the verses. <laughs> 
Here's the verses in the beginning. There's like a part of the chorus where I'm just like, oh, yeah, this sounds really good. It's like, power of the night. That part's great. (laughs) But like everything else around is so bad. (laughs) I just love how he has the Michael Jackson thriller scream out of nowhere. Ah! (laughs) It's like, why did you jump and scream? Like. But other than the song, though, I think Terrence Mann does a pretty good job as Johnny Still. Well, he's not even technically Johnny Still, but as the alien pretending to be Johnny Still. I, I always love about these movies. I do love the idea that you have these two bounty hunters that are shapeshifters that we kind of follow in these different films. Um, I think that's a cool little addition. Um, the other bounty hunter, what is his fucking name? Uh the guy who plays Neelix in Deep uh, or Voyager. Well, he he takes a form of Neelix eventually, but um, yeah. I can't remember the other bounty hunter's name. Let me see if it's is it even on here. Uh, I yeah. can't find it. And, yeah. I love I love the the subplot that runs through this movie where the other bounty hunter can't figure out what he wants to be, <laughs> what he wants yeah. to form into. He's like nothing likes me, <laughs> just nothing agrees with me. <laughs> So as the movie kind of goes on, he keeps on changing identities. <laughs> and I, I think that's fun. Yeah, I enjoy that part. And I think it's funny that um, he finally ends up finding a character that works for him. Yeah. And it's like yeah, the loser of the town. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, which we'll get to. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I fully feel about that character, even though he's the other consistent in the series. But um, uh, yeah, so on Earth... Um, I think the Krites have already landed, but, uh, we get introduced to our main characters, which is a family called the Brown family, uh, old farmer Brown and his family, uh, uh, Jay Brown, the dad played by Billy Greenbush. Um, as we said, who is also in Jason goes to hell really quick. And yeah. Did we mention where the, Kid who plays Brad is from Scott Grimes. Well, uh, he's he's in a lot of things. Which which what are you talking about? Like his his probably biggest thing. It's Steve Smith and American Dad. Yeah, he's uh he's the voice of Steve Smith, American Dad. He was also in the Orville as well. Oh yeah, so he's he worked in the Orville. But he was also in Band of Brothers and uh, some other things. He's actually had a pretty good. Um, a pretty good acting career after this movie. You actually want to do other stuff. He was stuff. in that amazing Russell Crowe Robin Hood movie. He was. He was Will Scarlet in that. Um, he was in a lot of TV. Uh, he's had a pretty consistent career. He also had a music career. You know how that normally goes. <laughs> like, I mean, just just look at that album cover. How can you, how can you say no? <laughs> to you? <laughs> what did he do? Like, was it like pop or... It says rock, soft rock. I've never actually listened to his music. Oh, he's a soft rock artist. I'm sure it's terrible, <laughs> but uh, gotta be. Yeah, Scott Grimes uh, plays our our main kid, uh, of Brad, and Brad is a little bit of a brat, um, especially compared to maybe some he's of our a, other. He, unlike a lot of these horror movie kids, he's he's not like you don't hate him. No, I don't hate him. And even though he's he's a little bit of a troublemaker, you still like him. I still root for him. He's, and he also doesn't annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. He's, he's not annoying. Um, 
I mean, we all also can't be Bob from House of the Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bob. Goddamn Bob. Ah, mom! Mom! <laughs> yeah. So there's, the, <laughs> so there's, uh, yeah, there's Jay, there's Brad, um, D. Walls plays Helen, the mom, and then there's their daughter, April who we talk about, Nadine Vanderveld. And they're all archetypes. You have, you know, the pain-in-the-ass son. You have the farmer dad. You have the de- devoted mother. And you got the slut of a daughter. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't call her that. <laughs> Just kidding. The horny teenager. like He's the horny teenager. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're, they live on a farm. Um, and they have a helper named Charlie who's played by, um, Don Keith opera. And Charlie is the one character that appears in all four movies other than Terrence Mann as Johnny Steele slash, uh, um, he's an actor, writer, producer. I actually think that this role of Charlie was specifically written for Don opera by, um, by Steven and Dominic, um, because they were friends with them. I think they worked on another movie together. Um, and they're like, hey, we want to just write this role like specifically for him. Um, he had no acting experience. He just had a friendship with these guys. Um, which, if I was friends with them and they wrote this role for me, <laughs> and they're like, dude, we wrote this role for you. We thought about who could play this character. And we thought about you. I'd be a little offended. I character is. It's like, oh, so you wrote me as an autistic. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you you didn't uh... What's that? Yeah, you didn't see me in a very great light here. No. <laughs> but yeah, Charlie is the so he is the helping hand on the farm. Um, but he's also an alien nut because he claims he's had multiple sightings experiences with aliens, but at one point he was an accomplished baseball player, correct? Yes. He's an accomplished baseball pitcher at one point until he had his first run in with aliens. And then he said, that's whenever he, that's how, that's whenever he turned the way he is now. Um, now he's this conspiracy alien nut who's also an alcoholic um and he's also not fully i don't know how to say this nicely but fully mentally there he has clearly has some I mental mean, because you know probably from a lot of alcohol abuse and yeah yeah right absolutely um so uh he's the other person on the farm the family um I don't know. I mean, they, they live a pretty blue collar, uh, you know, American. It looks Midwest. like a farm, but the dad's a mechanic. Yeah. Yeah, they got fucking chickens. Yeah, they got chickens, but <laughs> yeah, fucking chickens. the job but is a, as a mechanic. Yeah, this is small town USA, though. Um, the town, uh, its name is actually a reference to War of the Worlds. Oh, really? um, the town is called Grover's Bend. Um, in War of the Worlds, the town is called Grover's Mill. Um, so the title is actually, or the name of the town is actually a reference to Orson Welles' original War of the Worlds radio broadcast. Um, 
<clears throat> so yeah, uh, small town. You have uh, Emmett Walsh as the sheriff. Um, Lynn Shay. Lynn Shay is his assistant at the uh, at the police precinct. This is before she did the Insidious movies or anything like that. It kind of well, became more. a <laughs> yeah before she. Uh, Started starting a whole bunch of Blumhouse shit like Ouija. <laughs> when, did, uh, when did Detroit Rock City come out? Oh, is that is the first time I remember seeing her? Let's see here. With, uh, the, the I thought that was around the same time, right? Oh no, that was nineteen ninety nine. Damn, that late? Mm-hmm. Detroit Rock City. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Lynn Shea was in, you know, a whole bunch of... I mean, she's a very accomplished character actor, but I mean, she was in Nightmare on Elm Street before this, but, you know, yeah. now people know her from all these different Blumhouse films and stuff like that. She's more popular. Older she... The older she got than, than back then, uh, whenever she was a bit of a uh, horror staple at that time, also as a horror character actor. Um, she, but, uh... And, and then we have old Neelix. <laughs> <laughs> With Ethan Phillips as Jeff, who's the um, dim-witted deputy um, in a small town. But yeah, this is this is like an everybody-knows-everybody town. It's not, you know, it's anywhere USA. It's not a big city. It's just the millions of counties we have within America that are in between everything that is big and that is probably still Trump-supporting. <laughs> True. <laughs> It's one of those towns. <laughs> like nowadays, it's one of those ones where you're driving around and they still have their 2020. Those Trump places you used to dream up. of growing up in, in a t- nice little town, those are the ones you kind of want to avoid these days. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah, uh, Brad is a bit mischievous. He is, uh, he likes making explosives. Um,. <laughs> There's a scene where we literally see Brad putting explosives together in his room, um, which I think should be an immediate red flag nowadays for a Columbine shooter. But <laughs> yeah, but this is pre Columbine. It was still seen as like, oh, no, the kid's just mischievous. No way he would shoot his school up. <laughs> um, also, something I passed. Um a skip past forgot to bring up. What did you think about the um the transformation effect or whenever Bug turns into Johnny Still? I gotta say that was pretty smooth, to be yeah, honest. I I thought it was a really impressive effect, especially for, you know you know, you see a lot of those kind of like face melting effects and stuff like that in that eighties time period and not it's few and far between you have uh, oh god sorry few and far between you have some that are actually like worthwhile and that was a really good one yeah absolutely i agree you know the um which is a good time to mention now that the effects and the monster effects were done by the chiodo brothers Uh, oh really yeah so the chiodo brothers did this of course they did killer clones from outer space um highly highly uh uh, not decorated, but definitely highly revered uh, makeup effects team from the 80s. Um, and the band Chiodos is named after them, which isn't as good as the Chiodo Brothers. But <laughs> are they really named after them? Yeah. Their, their, their original name was the Chiodos. The Chiodo Brothers was the band's name, and then they changed it to just Chiodos. 
Mm, didn't make them any better. Okay. <laughs> I mean, their, their early stuff is okay, but um, also this this movie. Speak of Lynch with Nightmare on Elm Street. This comes from New Line Cinema. This is from the house that Freddy Krueger built. Yeah, New Line Cinema is only a studio because of Nightmare on Elm Street films. But uh, yeah, uh, we we've spent time with family. They're palling around all that. Um, uh, April's boyfriend comes over. It's Billy Zane. <laughs> he's from New York. Billy, yeah, he's, he's uh, well, no, is it him or is that her ex boyfriend? Is from New no, York? No, no, no. He's the new boy from New York. Her uh, ex was a guy who liked hog farming. He's not the boy from New York. He's the dork from New York place. She didn't say that. No, fucking Brad says that. Oh yeah, the, he calls him the dork from New York. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, but yeah, Billy Zane shows up. Who's actually his character is a completely all right guy. <laughs> yeah, he's like likable. He's a likable guy. Like I actually kind of feel bad for him in this movie. Um, like he's not like a dick or like handsy with her or anything like that. Actually, April makes some moves on him throughout the yeah, movie. Yeah, and, and also her dad's like, oh wait, aren't you gonna come see me in the bowling tournament tonight? And she's like, yeah, maybe. And he's like, well, we can. She just stops and grabs him. <laughs> grabs his inner thighs and shit like that. Like he's, he's being very nice to her parents and all that. And it's not like once they get outside, then like Billy Zane is being like his character from a Titanic or anything. <laughs> like, no, Billy oh, Zane God. is actually like a nice guy in this movie. Uh, also, I've said this forever. Billy Zane would have been the, I mean, it's still not too late. He's not that old. I think he's in his fifties. Um, late fifties by now, but um, we'll make a great Lex Luthor. <laughs> I've always said oh, make yeah. a great Lex Luthor. Um, I, I was upset that we got like shit like Jesse Eisenberg instead, <laughs> but I was there. Billy, Bain. god damn, what a fucking stupid decision! So let's talk about Billy Zane's rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> so Billy Zane has a ponytail in this. Is it a ponytail? I can't get a good look at it, but his hair is long. It's more like a mullet. Yeah, but it's tied into a knot in the back, right? It's it's not not a knot, but it's tied in the back, so it's like kind of a rat tail thing going on (laughs) before he went bald. (laughs) But yeah, uh, he comes over for dinner. They're like, hey, we're going to go shag in the fucking barn. (laughs) Um, Right. By her advances, not his. Um, Brad does something that gets him in trouble. What the fuck does he say at, at dinner that gets him in trouble? He said something at dinner that got him in trouble. He said something at dinner. Or did he, he did something he gets because he gets punished. He gets well. He, oh, he doesn't get to have dinner because he he covered for Charlie who accidentally shot his sister in the butt with a. Oh, God damn, we skipped over that. So fucking. <laughs> Fucking uh, Brad and Charlie are, are friends, even though Charlie's an older guy. Um, but they, well, they, he works for his dad. He's simple-minded. He's simple-minded like a child. So they're buddies. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Charlie tries to shoot a can that's on a fence, but behind the can is April, who's talking to her dad, and... Steve, who's which is Billy Zane's character, and he fires the rock and it misses the can and hits April in the butt, 
April immediately thinks it's Brad, chases him all around, and they're running all through the house. And Brad gets in trouble, and his dad's punishment's like, hey, you're going to bed with no dinner. <laughs> you're going to fucking starve. <laughs> um, <laughs> while this is all happening, and the shenanigans of the family, the Kreitz have landed on Earth. And uh, we don't see them. Actually, we don't see them for a long time. Um, but they're going around... Uh, uh, Fucking, we get introduced to Neelix. <laughs> we get introduced to, uh, what the fuck is his character's name? Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. Jeff, uh, who's the dumb deputy. He's hitting on Lynn Shea's character over the radio. Where it's like, hey, after uh, after I get off shift, want to go get some donuts and coffee? And she's like, cops, all you think about is fucking donuts. Well, also, it's like, Bro, it's like 2 a.m. No. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> it seems very late there. I like I don't know the time difference, but it seems like it's late for a long period of time there. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's driving around. Um, a crite runs in front of him. You don't see a good look at it, though. It looks just like a ball just shoots by him. And he wrecks his car into a ditch. And then the crites kill him. They eat all his guts, pull him out of the car. Um, and then they're off into the night to do more mischievous shit. Excuse me. Um, during this time when the Kreitz landed, though, Brad noticed the um, space craft come into Earth's atmosphere. Uh, he knows it, and I think his dad knows it also because Brad was trying to sneak out of his room, but not before whenever his dad brought him his food, um, putting <laughs> his uh, the plate of food, which is like, some type of beef and corn on the cob and a roll and mashed potatoes onto um, the floor to feed his cat. That cat doesn't eat that shit. <laughs> cat doesn't eat any of that. Um, but if he, I don't even know if a cat's supposed to eat stuff like that. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> but I feel I, like a cat. I'm sure is fine with like beef and stuff like that. I don't know about corn though. But I guess corn meals and all their food. So maybe I don't know. But I'm not uh, a vet. I don't know. Yeah, he climbs. Uh, he climbs out of the uh, window. He sees the ship crash. Um, of course, his dad is getting ready to go play bowling. <laughs> his dad's getting ready to go play bowling. His dad's getting ready to go bowl. Um, and bowling. I have to admit, his team has the best bowling shirts I've ever seen. The Pinbusters. It's a it's a it's a pink shirt a pink bowling shirt on the back. It's a really poorly rendered bowling pin inside of a no sign like Ghostbusters. Uh, it's completely Ghostbusters ripoff. It says Pinbusters on it, but the the pin on the back looks questionable. Um, fuck. There was something else. Go on. Uh, so he's like, oh, we better go investigate or whatever, and um. His dad goes out there with a flashlight. Um, he notices uh, he, he he comes across a cow's corpse. It's a corpse that's a cow with all the skin ripped off of it, though. Um, and somehow he notices that, but he doesn't notice the fucking spaceship that's like directly to his right. <laughs> There's a whole spaceship there, and somehow the dad does not notice that there, but does notice. There's also a giant glowing bite mark inside of it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's weird. And just leaves. <laughs> and goes back home. Yee. Uh, so, yeah, they go back home. They're like, oh, this is fucking weird. Um, 
during this time, uh, the two bounty hunters land on Earth. The other bounty hunter, um, they, they walk around, they find the body of Jeff. The other bounty hunter takes the form of Jeff, but it's of his dead body, so his neck is still like ripped the fuck open and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't look good. <laughs> it's not a good look. Uh, Blaze, what are your thoughts on Neelix? You like Neelix from Star Trek Voyager? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Everyone fucking dunks on him, and I don't get it because he's just a nice person. Like, he's just a nice alien dude, and that's all he cares about in life is people being nice to each other, and people are fucking mean, and they hate him. Like, <laughs> I like Neelix also. He's, he's, a, he's a very likable character, but... Yeah, I, I used to be on a Star War, Star Trek uh, group form, and he was like the most hated character. That's insane. Like, first time. Yeah, it was insane to me, and so I just kept posting like Neelix appreciation posts and <laughs> piss people off. Oh my god, they got so mad about that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, now both bounty hunters have an identity, but one of them is clearly identity of somebody that everybody in town knows, and they're looking for these krites. They can't find them. Uh, back at the house, the krites have found the farm. Um, April and Steve are in the barn making out. Yep. Krite comes up there um, and attacks them. And Fucks up Steve good. <laughs> yeah, he kills Steve, which is one of two characters that you see get killed by the Kreitz in this movie. Just him and Jeff. That's it. (laughs) That's all. You see a lot of people injured, but those are the only two they killed. Um, So uh, Steve gets fucked up. Um, Brad runs in because he, I I don't, does, does he see the, I guess he hears April scream, right? Is that how he knows that they're in there? He hears April scream and he knows where she is because he was in the tree earlier that night and he watched her drag Billy Zane into the far- barn. Right. To fuck him. To fuck him. To yeah. fuck him. <laughs> she knows what she wants. She wants a Billy D. <laughs> um, so uh, they, uh, he runs she away. Wants Billy Willie. <laughs> he wants a Billy Willie. Um, he has some pipe bombs. She wants the main Zane vein. <laughs> He wants the she wants the Zane vein. Um so he has some uh not pipe bombs, he's, he has a pipe bomb, but he has cherry bombs on him. He goes and uh throws the cherry bomb at the at the uh krite. The krite eats the cherry bomb, and apparently this is a very hard thing to animate. I guess it took a lot of um a lot of puppeteers to to um make the effect work, but whenever the krite eats the bomb, it goes off in his stomach. Not blowing him up, but you do see his reaction where his eyes kind of go kind of bulge out <laughs> and his mouth kind of goes as the smoke comes out. They had to put um all the puppeteers under under the stage to animate because yeah. it's a pretty seamless animation. Like it looks really good. And then it falls over. And apparently it was very difficult to do it all seamlessly of his eyes bulging and then kind of falling over without looking awkward. So um, very good, very good monster effect there. Uh, and now we're, we're, you know, balls deep in the movie at this point. <laughs> uh, what happens next? Um, so this is when 
the rest of the family comes out and sees what's going on with April and they find Oh wait, did you skip a part? Probably. You skip did. The church. You well, you skip the church and you also skip the basement. Cuz I think that came before the barn. Yeah, before the barn, the the Kreitz attack the lights and the they they cut the phone wire and they cut out the lights. And so the dad goes and they attack the dad. Yeah, the dad goes down to the basement to investigate it, and the Kreitz are down there, which we still haven't seen in full body until right around now. We're about 40 minutes into the movie. Um, the Kreitz attack them. They bite the fuck out of them, of course. Um, but you also find out that not only do they eat anything, they also have like – they're like porcupines where they shoot. Uh, like these needles out. Shoot, yeah. yeah, needles that apparently drug their uh, – their victim or their prey, um, making them woozy or tired. Um, so yeah, the dad gets fucked up. Um, they run upstairs. Did did he have a shotgun on him or did they go inside and get the shotgun? Uh, no, he, he didn't have it yet. I don't think. Okay. Um, during this time, the bounty hunters are going around. They go to a church (laughs) looking for the Christ. Um, and I love the thing about the bounty hunters where they just fuck everything up. <laughs> they just wreck through buildings. They rip doors off of hinges. They blow things up. <laughs> There's so, so uh, many scenes incorporate a shitload of explosives. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's just by the end of this movie, just things are getting blown up left and right. Uh, but they go in the church. Everybody's like, well, there's Jeff and, and some other guy. And uh, <laughs> they're asking for the Kreitz. And the uh, other bounty hunter goes from Jeff to taking the form of the pastor. <laughs> and everybody freaks out. And then they get back in the car and they run over like part of the church <laughs> looking for the Christ still. Um, but yeah, now they're fully under siege back at the house. Yep. So they're under siege. April's in there with her parents. And uh, the dad is not doing so hot. Uh, the mom got gets shot by one of the barbs that puts her to sleep. They all get upstairs and start hiding the bedroom. And Bradley is like, "Look, I have. We have to go get help. There's nobody coming. And we, you know, I, I have to go do this." And the dad's like, "Fuck no! Like you're not going out there." And then the mom's like, "Do we really have another choice?" And so they're like, "Okay, fine. Fucking go and be." fast as you fucking can so bradley runs out there's a critter sitting by his bike and bullies him and pushes the bike over (laughs) (laughs) the real asshole yeah and uh while this is happening one of my favorite scenes (laughs) happens and that's when they're like at the front door and they drag the dad in and like one of the critters looks to the other and in the subtitles, it's like, oh, it looks like they have weapons now. So they had the shotgun outside and, and they already spent two rounds. Like the mom missed both times. Then when did they get the shotgun? They go Because they were outside with the shotgun at first. Yeah, maybe they did. It. Maybe he did bring it to the basement. Yeah, because then Brad runs upstairs to go through the window upstairs because both we'll unlock the door both to let her lock. In. Yeah, and so they go in, but yeah. <laughs> So she reloads the shotgun inside. <laughs> right. And uh, 
He's like, they have weapons. What do we do? And he's like, ah, who cares? They're just cheap. <laughs> she points the shotgun out and blows the other one up. And <laughs> Greer looks over and he goes, fuck! <laughs> That's I don't know why that was the the Krites um, the were designed to look like the Tasmanian devil. That was, that was the inspiration visually for them. Um, but yeah, they're they're holed up inside, and this is where it starts taking place like a western. It's basically think of it like an old western where you had these criminals that escaped a rock prison, like Yuma or something like that, that are now terrorizing a family on a farm. Um, and now these bounty hunters are out there looking for these criminals and the sheriff gets involved in all that. It has a lot of Western influence to it. Um, uh, enough to where we go to a bowling alley and uh, a character is watching a Western on TV um, during that scene. Uh, and that, that's not a place where the bounty hunters go. They go to the bowling alley. It's <laughs> looking for the Kreitz. <laughs> um, and they fuck the bowling alley up. They beat a whole bunch of people up in there. Um, Charlie's there getting drunk. I think he already saw he saw the spacecraft earlier, but people aren't believing him. Um, and they fuck up the uh, fuck up the bowling alley. Now everybody's in high alert, being like, "Oh my god!" Like uh, the the other bounty hunter takes the form of Charlie during this time, and they're like, "The pastor, <laughs> Jeff, Charlie." And Johnny Still are <laughs> running through are ruining this place. Fucking up all three of the places we have in this town. <laughs> like, <laughs> the rock stars were bad influences. <laughs> and so somehow uh, they're driving around. Brad escapes the house. Um, during this time, we find out that the Krites are getting bigger. They grow over As time. As they eat. Yeah. As they eat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Brad's running from the house to go get help, um, and that's where he runs in the cop car that um, Charlie, not Charlie, and not Johnny, the bounty hunters are driving around. Um, and he's like, "Charlie, Johnny's still," and it's like, "Hey, somebody's attacking our house. Like, let's go there now." And what comes from that is literally like thirty minutes, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, however long of them just fucking their house up. Yeah, like blowing shit up and fucking up the critters. <laughs> Just destroying the fucking house. Uh, Emmett Walsh at this point is on the case. He's like, I need to go find out what's going on. And Emmett Walsh gets to the house um, to see all the shenanigans. Um, yeah, the, the house gets completely fucking destroyed in every way. Yeah, one of the giant critters. The first time you really see the giant critter, it starts attacking uh Bradley, where the bounty hunter saves him by blowing the wall up. <laughs> um, they blow a toilet up. <laughs> yeah, and then Bradley runs outside because he hears more screaming, and apparently the giant one got outside and started chasing after or uh, kidnapped April. April, yeah, and ran off with her. So everyone's flipping out and they all get in their respective cop cars and the bounty hunters realize theirs isn't working. So they go into the other cop car, push him out of the way and drive over there. And I was kind of confused at what happened to the bounty hunters at that point, because the next part is 
Charlie and Bradley running into each other and going inside of the spaceship and rescuing April. <laughs> and then he drops a, a giant firecracker inside of the ship. And he's like, oh, no, I didn't get to light it. And Charlie's like, wait a minute. I have an alcohol problem. <laughs> and he pulls out a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> and he puts a cloth in it and they Molotov it. And it sets the, uh, fuse. the the fuse on it, but the critters don't notice it yet. And then they fly away in their spaceship. <laughs> they just should blow up their house like they just <laughs> this the, laser I love how their house. They're such dicks. I love they just stop. <laughs> and they even laugh after they do it. And then they notice the the firecracker, and their ship blows up, and. Bada bing, bada boom. We're back with the bounty hunters, and they're talking to the family. And Bradley's like, "Ah, oh, you know, thanks for saving my life." And for some weird reason, the bounty hunters like, "Here, take this. It's a space phone." <laughs> like pretty much. Yeah, give us a call. <laughs> and so the next morning, they all go. They get driven back by the sheriff to their house, which is in rubble and they're like oh 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 and then for some reason the little space phone is beeping and he pulls it out and the house magically gets put back together (laughs) everyone's happy they all go inside and then we get a close-up on what appears to be critter eggs in the barn yeah sequel bait which sequel Critters 2, I think, is better than Critters 1. I like Critters 2 more than Critters 1. And I like Critters 1 a lot. I think Critters 2 is more fun, though. Uh, directorial debut, uh, Nick Garris. <laughs> the second movie is. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, this is his first feature film, I think. Um, he was doing, like, TV stuff, but... Um, yeah, and a lot of people's first features were Critters. <laughs> yeah, including Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. He was in Critters 4. I think. No, I thought it was two. No, he's on two. Two is good. Oh, he's, he's in a, a shitty one. <laughs> he's a three or five. I think he's a four. <laughs> he's in a bad one. Yeah, he's in a bad one. Fuck him. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I like Critters. I, I think. I think as far as the series goes, that's one of. Uh, that's, it's definitely the best one we've just, we're going to talk about. <laughs> I don't know. Ghoulies is pretty close. Uh, ghoulies, I like ghoulies. I don't think ghoulies is nearly as good as critters, though. It's not as good. Uh, you're right. It's going to be, be better than the one we're going to be talking about next week. So, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that motherfucker. How are you? I mean, in a way, <laughs> <laughs> like I have a feeling this is going to be on like our top ten of unwatchable movies. It can't be worse than Munchies. Ooh, you barely did watch some of it. Ah, fuck. Fuck you, boys, for choosing this series. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Critters. Anything else to add? No, I say watch it. I say it's a fun movie, and you'll enjoy yourself. It's free on YouTube with ads. It is? Yeah, Critters 1 and Critters 2 are both free with ads on YouTube. Fuck, I paid for it. Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> Didn't show up. Yeah, it's free on, they're both free on YouTube um, with ads. So you can check it out. 
no price unless you feel like paying. Right, players? Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess that brings us to our next topic, which is yep. another curation. A Blaze's video game cabinet of curiosities. All right. So what video game we got? Today we got a freebie. That's a fun little story. Um, it actually has a fuck ton of positive reviews. It came out in February of this year. Uh, the developer was Craig Lawrence, and the publisher is Lockley Games. Um, so this is a uh, kind of a short one of those walkthrough simulation horror games. Um, and it is based on a uh, specific place in England that's called Blackwater Station. And I looked it up because I was curious because they're like, you know, it's like you're about to enter the most haunted, like paranormally active, like place in Britain. And it's like, really? Like, not like the Tower of London <laughs> or something like. But um when I looked it up, it, it said that there was, uh, uh, I, I couldn't find anything other than it being a normal train station. But the story is, is that the train station was closed down because there was some kind of like toxic gas leak uh, in the 40s. And it killed a bunch of people while they were sleeping on the trains. And then they closed it down. They opened it back in 2003. A few more people were killed. And now you've kind of just you're this renegade like urban explorer guy who's like oh, i want to find out i want to you know see what's going on and see if it's as bad as people really say and uh as you go on it's it's kind of funny in a way because it's like we're in the 2000s and this bro's using a lantern to like pull out your phone light <laughs> like i don't know why you have a lantern but um it's a very dark very like dank exploratory area you can go through the trains and everything like that and uh, it plays a lot with sounds uh more than anything so it'll sound like you know you may go into a room and it'll sound like somebody's running in circles around you or something like that or you'll go towards a hall and it sounds like somebody's walked through and you see the dust kicking up when they go um it is i think probably like an uh, maybe an hour and a half if you play all the way through and don't really fuck around like I did because I like to fuck around and just look at shit and be like this is it this is the key to the next level and it's not it's just me looking at a brick for like 30 minutes I'm like this is the one this <laughs> brick is miscolored and it's like you are really looking way too far into this uh, but it's fun a little scary walk through um I, I was kind of I was curious why they call it Golgotha, and if you don't know, that's the name of the mountain Jesus was crucified on, mm. and this is about a train station. Okay. So, yeah, Jesus died in a train station gas leak. Yeah. Uh, that's how the Romans got him. I mean, you know, the Bible's been rerun so many times. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. But yeah, so uh, going through, there's different puzzles you have to figure out, and the 
the the further down you go, the more this person starts to hear and see things. So about every level, like the first level, you hear footsteps and stuff like that. The second level, you'll start hearing voices. The third level. So the further down you go, the more like haunted it gets. So uh, it's a fun little walkthrough. It's free. I recommend you check it out. Nice. All right. Well, that seems like a fun game that I probably won't play, but other people can. Yep. <laughs> All right. Pulling up my other stuff. All right. Well, that brings us to our next segment. To another entry in Mythology Biology. All right. What's the folk tell we got? Coming coming at you from Thailand. Oh boy. We're gonna be talking about the Fiki. P I P H I K E E. Key translates to poop. <laughs> okay. In English. The Fiki is a small ghost that occupies toilets. In Thailand. All right. Uh, Why do we do this one during ghoulies? Well, yeah, that's kind of what I thought of. I didn't know about it until now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So before... (laughs) This is what I love. Is that before you go to the bathroom, you have to consult the toilet ghost (laughs) about using it. And you also have to, they typically consult the toilet ghost after having bad dreams. So if you consult them and they agree to let you defecate into the toilet, they can pull bad luck from your excrement. (laughs) Or if you do not consult him and you shit on them. They can put bad luck into your excrement. Awesome. Um, uh, it's uh, where, uh, where are we? Um, yeah. The, so they they if you ask the spirit to allow your excrement to go peacefully, you can offset years of bad luck, apparently, and. Uh, they also will shit on you back. <laughs> so, um, th- there was another piece in here that was very interesting to me. There isn't like a ton on them, but, uh, yeah. So this helpful goal can be handy where food hygiene is not up to standards and can also consult you on what you're eating. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so uh, they can remove bad luck and consult you on what you're eating wrong. Uh, they get angry when people eat unclean street food and use the restroom. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they can take away bad dreams. And that's about all I got out of, but I had to tell that one because that one was fucking hilarious to me. That actually seems like they're pretty helpful. 
Yeah, it sounds like they're better than bad. Like, it's just like, hey, you mind if I take a dump on you? It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it it seems like the most the most uh, uh, tense personal trainer you can get. <laughs> it's like, hey, I was looking through your shit. <laughs> you really need to clean up that diet. I see you're eating a lot of carbs. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, well, thanks, shit goblin. Yeah, your fiber's uh, through the roof. Like, good <laughs> job on that. But, Greg, it's it, there's a lot of blood in here. You might want to see a doctor. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 need, uh, we need to bring those ghouls back. They, they could probably help, especially our nation and our eating habits <laughs> in America. Probably be very helpful. Yeah, it, they could be useful. And uh, again, I, I didn't, I couldn't find like a ton of information on them. That wasn't just the same thing over and over. But I just love them. <laughs> I think it's the best thing. Because like in Japan, you have like these bathroom ghosts where it's like, I'm going to knock on the door. And if you answer, I'm dragging you to fucking hell. Yeah. In Thailand, it's like, you better ask before you shit on him because he might give you a bad dream. <laughs> 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 yeah that's like that's very a fun different one. bathroom ghosts yeah that's a fun one all right well that is another episode of bladed apples um next week we have our final installment in mini monster mania episode number five with blazes blazes choice beasties i need to make sure that everybody heard that right and i need a Definitely get that point across. But Blaze's choice. <laughs> Beasties. Yes. I haven't seen it. Blaze is I was not influenced by Rocky. Huh? I was influenced by Rocky. <laughs> I have not seen it. Uh, I haven't either. I watched part of it and I was like, oh God, we have to do this. <laughs> is it a full moon film? No. No. Uh-huh. No, and it looks like a much lower budget than Hobgoblins. That's impossible. <laughs> I don't know, man. It looks That's impossible. pretty bad. And they, what was the, I already said the tagline on here before, but. What's that? Some about their, their horny little bastards. <laughs> oh, great. This will be real fun. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking blast. Awesome. But in the meantime, you can email us or message us on Instagram. You can email us at bladedapplespod at gmail.com or message us at bladedapplespodcast. You you got a question? You got concern? You want to just tell us not to do that episode? (laughs) Then, uh, (laughs) Then you can let us know that. We'll listen. We'll do it anyway. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, you can you can reach us, reach out to us that way. Including if you got something you want to promote, you know, we're gonna start getting back into guests. We need some guests on here to talk about break up the monotony a bit. Uh, Have some other people talk about their stuff. So you're making something, whether it's a movie, music, show, um, you got a podcast. Want to be a guest on here? We'll be a guest on yours. Whatever. 
you can reach out to us on the Instagram or our email. Uh, what else? Thanks to Stefan Mize for doing our art. And uh, check him out on Instagram. At Stefan Mize. S-T-E-F-A-N-M-E-I-S-S-E or Crawling Panther Tattoo. Um, awesome guy. Awesome artist. Check him out. Thanks to Blaze for putting up with our stupid topics and then choosing dumber ones somehow. <laughs> and then editing it all up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What else? Missing anything? I don't think so. Okay. Well, until next time, remember, every day is Halloween, so please act accordingly. See you later, fuckers. Bye. Bye.